everybody. Okay, I just tried to uh, record this, but it just it, it didn't work. So I'm gonna re-record it again. All right. So this is Married to Medicine. This is the season finale, and um, this is the where they have the dinner. This is the big blow up between you know Scott and the ladies and all of that. This is what's going on here before we have the reunion next week. Now look here. Um, when I look at, you know, at the end of the season, they always talk about what everybody is doing, right? And most of the time, it, it coincides with what they, what we pretty much have seen already during the season, with the exception of two couples. Contessa and Scott, who have been at odds with each other throughout the season, at the end, they're showing them going on vacations with the kids, acting like they're the happy couple. And everybody else is kind of confused as to what's going on because it is confusing. OK, it really is. Then we also see at the end. Um, Toya and Eugene, they put their house up for sale. But in the, when the producers asked about why they put the house up, Eugene was like, oh, we're not going to talk about that. So I don't know if this is supposed to be saved for next season. Maybe that's it. But I was a little surprised because we knew about the house. I'm starting to end here. We knew about the house was put on the market. We already knew that. Okay, we heard about it. It's been somewhat talked about in the media and on the blogs. Um, I know Dr. Heavenly has spoken about it on her YouTube channel. You know, I think Funky Dineva has made, yeah, I know he has. He's made mention of it. So it's been talked about, but it just wasn't brought to light during the season. It wasn't. Um, they didn't say anything about it until, like I said, the end. And, and Eugene said, we're not going to talk about it. So that's just how that went. But everybody else, you know, is doing fine. Uh, 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 Neela finally got her house built. It looks great, 14,000 square feet. All righty now. Uh, Dr. Jackie is doing her podcast now. And we see, you know, Curtis is, you know, taking part with the podcast as well. So that's a good thing. We saw Dr. Heavenly still doing her real estate. They were enjoying one of the um, the lake house. Remember, they went to go look at the lake house early in the season with her son. And they were supposed to be doing like a flip. They're supposed to be flipping this house over. But I guess now they're going to use it as a, um, I think they're going to use it, um, if I'm not mistaken, as a Airbnb. Okay. Really nice place. And there's, and her son is still interested in moving forward and he done already found another property, but it's a little expensive, 1.8 million, I think. So they're doing great. Um, Cecil and Simone, look, <laughs> they're looking forward to being empty nesters. You know, Michael, the youngest son, he's away at college and their oldest, Miles, is still at home. He is working. He's not in school. And I don't think Miles has any intention of going back to school. I don't think school is for him. I've said this on numerous reviews when we talked about Miles. When Miles went away to Howard, that didn't work out for him. And then I, I guess he enrolled at, at a university in Georgia, but he's not there anymore. I just think Miles doesn't see it for school, beyond high school. That was it. So I guess he's going to work eventually, just, just make his way without having the college, you know, degree. And it's okay. You know, I mean, he comes from parents who both have their degrees, very successful. One's a doctor. One was working, I think, as an IT person at Coca-Cola, and then now he's in real estate. So he's got some very overachieving parents and then, uh, or high-achieving, I'm going to say overachieving, high-achieving parents. And then you go, and his little brother is in college and all of that. But he's living a good life. I mean, 
He's living a good life. He's in his early 20s. He doesn't really know what he wants to do. So, yeah, y'all going to be, it's going to be a while before you become empty nesters, okay? Uh, and who else was that? Is that it? Um, yeah, I think that's all the couples. So let's get back to the trip. One of the issues with the trip is um, we have Anila and Lisa Nicole Cloud battling out about this whole situation about not being paid. Anila has not been paid for her services of posting on Instagram, you know, uh, uh, modeling some of the fashions from Lisa Nicole's store. So Lisa Nicole told her at dinner, she said, would you send me an invoice? Because I didn't receive an invoice. So Anila says, okay, I'll send you an invoice. But Anila's thinking that since she hasn't gotten paid yet, that she can go ahead and charge drinks to room 103, which is where Lisa Nicole was staying at. Okay, but you cannot do that. But that was a slick move on her part. And she got quad and heavenly. They're having drinks, ordering the highest, whatever top shelf champagne they got there. They done ran up a $600 bill, honey. Um, which unbeknownst to Lisa Nicole until the end. And see, when the end happened and Lisa Nicole goes to check out, they tell her, oh, we got some charges to your room. It's $600 worth of alcohol. Lisa Nicole don't even drink, okay? Lisa Nicole didn't even know anything about this. Lisa, so <laughs> Toya was like, oh, wait a minute. Toya says, I almost, I bet I know who did it. And she goes and grabs Miss uh, Miss Anila. Anila was like, that ain't my problem. That shows, and, and Lisa Nicole was like, let me tell you something. First and foremost, I didn't approve of this charge to my room, okay? This was not something that I said you could do. So therefore, you need to pay this $600 bill. Or I'm going to call the police. Anila's like, call the police. Anila, well, let me back up. The resort. The fact that you gave out Lisa Nicole's room number was still wrong. I understand that you was aware that this was a show being filmed and they're all part of the same party. I get that. But you still need to abide by these rules. You don't give out people's room number. Secondly, charging to a room that the bartender didn't know whose room to doesn't matter if you say charge to my room charge to my room but the fact of the matter is lisa nicole got charged on her car uh, or her room that don't belong to her so lisa nicole didn't have to pay that and i don't think lisa nicole did i think carrie was the one in the painter but the guys was laughing they thought this was hilarious and it was the fact that you're gonna try to force this woman's hand by charging you charge more to the room than what the invoice would be girl anila you really tried it no, ma'am. All right. So let's get back to the main uh, the main situation here, which is the terrible idea that Jackie and Simone had to invite Cecil, Curtis, and Scott down and to, to support him and talk to him about his marriage. What they tried to do they tried to do was recreate or they thought they were trying to do recreate the moment the organic moment that happened between Cecil and Simone at the reunion a couple of years ago we know that Cecil and Simone were um, in a negative space we know that they both had been going to counseling we know that they were living in separate homes we know that Simone had already been talking to an attorney to file for divorce um, but yes, yeah, she still loved him. 
he was having an emotional affair from what it sounds like with, with his uh, good friend, friend of the family. That's what it appears to be. So by the time they got to the reunion and we get to talking about their marriage, because that was the whole season was how they're not in the same space. You know, everybody came together and tried to and talked Simone into dropping this whole divorce situation and try to work things out. Because it was really more so Simone advocating for the divorce. Because Cecil was set up there crying and said, I don't want to lose my marriage. I don't want to lose my wife. I don't want to give up on it. It was Simone that was kind of in this place of, mm, I love him, but I can't. And there are certain things that need to happen. Like that friendship got to go. But they both were at a place where they could come to a happy understanding and a happy medium. So it wasn't hard for them to come together. That's not the case here with Contessa and Scott. They're not both at the same place. We see Contessa is at one place and Scott somewhere else, you know. Um, and then the way that they constructed this situation, not a good idea. You sitting up here thinking that this man is going to get ambushed, interrogated, and he's going to respond positively. I don't know how that happened. Even Curtis and Cecil both were like, wait a minute, we're down here to ambush him? That's not a good idea. Sure enough, they get to dinner. Here come heavenly of all people. You're just going to start firing questions off. Just start at him. Scott was already at the point of shutdown when this happened. He was like, wait a minute, you asking questions before we had salad? You asking questions before we had a drink? You already throwing questions at me? Then you come Miss Dramatic Quad. Well, your marriage is in dire straits and all. He said, dire? Scott was not here for it. And all while these questions are being fired at Scott and Scott is being defensive, as you would expect. Contessa's sitting there looking like, okay, I'm going to let them do my dirty work. I don't want to say it. I'm going to let them go ahead and say it. She's sitting there all meek, starting to cry. I was like, okay. Quad talking to something. I've never seen Contessa like this. I guess, you know, Contessa was like, this is my last resort. I, I don't know how she thought it was a good idea. This is what she let the ladies do her dirty work. Honey, Scott was like, uh-uh, I'm, this ain't happening. They got up, walked away. Scott was like, what did you think? What, what is this? Like, what did you think was going to happen? How did you, where are we going with this? This doesn't make any sense. So they go back to the room. And, the you know, everybody else is talking at the table, and both Curtis and Cecil are both saying, look, this was a bad idea. You cannot expect this man to open up, answer questions, by way of attack mode. It, th that's not the way to handle it, which is right. Okay. So, okay. Um, <laughs> here's the thing. Um, here's the thing. I'm going to say this. It was a bad idea. And Contessa was being a little passive aggressive about it. Not a good thing to do. They get back to the room. Contessa's studying. I don't know what she's studying for, but she's doing some studies. And, and Scott was laying down. And when he, Scott comes to the door because, you know, Heavenly and Quad knocked on the door. I was very surprised that Scott let them in, but he did. They come in, they talk to Scott and Contessa, and they ask questions specifically about this life coach that Scott has or claims to have. And Scott was like, oh, my life coach is a guy. His name is Kevin Johnson. Something really. And they like, what? And the test was like, that's not, that ain't what you told me. You was very clear as a woman. 
Now you're talking about it's Kevin Johnson. What? Clearly he was lying. So they knew they weren't getting anywhere. And Scott pretty much put them out in a nice, nasty manner. Told him he got, you know, he was nice, nasty about it. He didn't want to hear no more because he was done with the conversation and the questions. Defense is all the way up. The next morning, or well, next day, I don't know. Well, yeah, it was morning. Carrie comes over to Toya's room. And Carrie says to Toya, she's like, look, I am staying next door to contestant Scott. And I heard them up this morning. She's screaming at him about all these naked pictures in his phone. He's he's responding to these women back and forth. He's in conversation with them. She's trying to understand what's really going on. It's not a good look. So um, Toya was like, wait a minute, what? They go over to Contessa's room. Scott's come out the room. He was like, look, I don't need to talk to y'all. Have a good, good morning, goodbye. And he walks away from them. He said, I'm done talking to women. So while Toya and Carrie go in and talk to Contessa, because Contessa was like, I don't want the producers coming in here. We, they're still they're still mic'd up so we can listen to the conversation. And, you know, Contessa's glad that they're there, but she doesn't know what to think. She's found these pictures. She said, oh, you heard all of that? She said, yeah, you were talking. Y'all were yelling. And, you know, he's not denying the photos. And, you know, he said it is what it is. I, I, we already heard Scott said a few episodes ago about the picture he had on the phone of the esthetician. Now, granted, it wasn't a naked picture, but Scott has no problem with holding on to these pictures. And it's already a pattern of like, okay, there's an issue of trust, which is what Contessa is saying. It's a matter of trust now, and I don't trust you. Scott gets downstairs with the guys. He immediately orders a vodka tonic or something. And Scott was like, look, <laughs> I, I just can't. I can't be talking to these ladies. I'm done with this, you know, and all the accusations and all this. And, and the guys was kind of like on his side. They understood. And they also let him know, like, look, I know that this wasn't, this wasn't what we planned either, but um, I know they meant well, but yeah, this wasn't the best approach. Terrible. Failure across the board. Um, Cecil's talking to, well, Cecil has spoken to Jackie about it. And he was like, I don't know how you thought, I don't know how you thought this was going to work out favorably. And Jackie's like, well, I thought we could help. He said, and he said, again, interrogating, attacking this man. You thought that was going to be helpful? Really? So, really, <laughs> so that really much, that, that, that really sums up the trip. I mean, they did do a little excursion earlier, but that wasn't really relevant to talk about. We kind of saw Jackie and Simone being playful and talking and, you know, rolling around wrestling and all of that. But their friendship is still fractured because, you know, Simone was still throwing out digs about, throwing friendships away and everything. So they still have, they're still, we didn't see a resolve with them at all this season. We saw them being cordial, being playful, but not really, um, they haven't discussed their issues at all this season. So, or they haven't come to an understanding, at least far as I can tell. So apparently that's going to come out during the reunion. We'll see. Uh, but that's really, you know, um, that that's the whole, that's, that's really the whole episode. And uh, like I said, next week is going to be the reunion. Um, 
And I'm looking for, you know, I'm looking forward to this reunion. Like I said, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'm, it was a good season. You know, I would say the one thing about Marriage and Medicine is a solid season. They typically give you something interesting to talk about. And I know people are still com comparing it to the lackluster season of Real Housewives of Atlanta. And I'm going to say this again. Atlanta needs to, re they need a casting redo. And they need to build solid relationships. They don't have any. I mean, they got Cynthia and Candy, if they do return, are solid with each other. And I guess maybe um, uh, Kenya. But they just, everything that they're doing is very superficial and fickle and petty. It's just not mature. You know, I'll put it like that. With Married to Medicine, it's a solid episode, solid season with real issues for the most part. Now, I know there's been questions about contestants, Scott, and if their issues are real or just for storyline purposes, but I'm beginning to think their situation now is real. So, and uh, appears as though contestants might have already filed for divorce. So I think they're at a point of they're at real issues, but we'll see. Thanks for listening. Talk to you guys later.